Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield. Dom Joe on the line. What's good? What's up, world? What's the deal? Dom Joe, man, what you been up to lately? Oh, man, we actually got some good news uh, yesterday. Man, we just got this job for the, uh, they're building a AC hotel in Philly, and we're designing a, all the mechanical electrical and plumbing systems, man. So, yeah, you know I mean, it's going to be a, it should be a um, a good turning point. When we start the job, it should be a good turning point in the uh, Mark Ulrich, uh program, man. You know what I'm saying? We building this thing brick by brick. You feel me? So, uh, brick by brick, B. Shout out to Coach London, man, with the William and Mary Nod. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. Back to where it all started. Where'd you get that brick by brick from, man? Oh, yeah, you know, that was the, that was the, uh, episode, man. The, the, um, the, the, well, what you call that? The little, building the program? Yeah, building the program, reality TV slash team documentary of, uh, you know, our first two years with Coach London at UVA. You know what I'm saying? We had some ups and downs, but at the end of the day, man, it ain't about how you start, it's about how you finish, and we finished pretty strong. Hey, a couple of times, I thought a guy was kicking some bricks out the wall. I ain't going to name no specific <laughs> names, bro. <laughs> but I remember, I remember an NC State game where a guy made a decision, and I thought he was kicking some bricks out the wall, man. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't going to lie, man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, man, I thought people was kicking bricks out the wall, too, man. I ain't going to name no names out here. <laughs> I specifically remember a Duke game at the end of the game. <laughs> That's funny right there, man. Um, so, man, I guess, uh, Dom Joe, man, how's that construction stuff coming with your construction class, man? What's going on? Yeah, man. Be honest with you. Do you do you yeah. advise do you advise our listeners to take the route that you're going, man? Uh, you know, this is a tough route. It's not a route for everybody. It's not a route for everybody, man. It's a crash course and um. Learning and learning, but uh, I mean, the thing was, I didn't even, I didn't even know, I didn't even know going. I would say, when did I stopped playing football in May, so like I probably knew that I wanted to get involved with the construction side of things, probably sometime in like June or July, you know. So like, this is something that I just like saw an opportunity, and I took it. You know, so I'm like basically starting backwards. I don't have no practical experience in construction, you know. Um, so I'm like learning through school, and then I go on job sites and learn, you know. But if you if that if you if you know that's something you want to do, then I mean it's pretty easy to just to you know start with anything, man. You know, start real basic, build a build a freaking birdhouse or something, you know. Get that, get all that experience you can. Take math class too, man, because you know what I'm saying? You're going to need that. And um, just ask questions, everything, man. Construction is all around you, so just get concerned. You heard, you heard from Dom you Joe. See. You heard it from Dom Joe here first, guys. Heard it from Dom Joe here first, man. If you want to get a construction, build a board, build a birdhouse. <laughs> build a birdhouse, man. <laughs> build anything, man. Just build. Hey, man. Build something. If you want to get a construction, build a birdhouse. That's the name I, of the episode, man. If you want to get a construction, build a birdhouse. No, I'm just saying, man. Don't, don't, yo. Come on, man. I'm saying take proactive steps. If you know that's what you want to do, take proactive steps early because it's going to help you late so that way you don't have to 
jam everything into nine months of learning. You know what I'm saying? When it's time to really make real moves on the construction side of things. That's the point I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Chase like to make a mockery you- out of everything over here. <laughs> but, I mean, you're just saying, man. What, 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 what you laughing at? What you laughing at? I know exactly what you was trying to say, man. What you was trying to say is the fact that don't go in there and, and build out. Don't pull out the blueprint for the mansion before you can build a birdhouse. That's basically what you were sitting there trying to say, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? man. You know what I'm saying? But you weren't wasting playing, a whole wa- wasting a whole bunch of wasting a whole bunch of air over there with, with your comedy, bro. <laughs> hey, man, that made me laugh though, man. You know, everybody loves two, three Joe wisdom. Hey, all our listeners, man, a big fan of that. You got good stuff right there. So, Dom Joe, man, man. What's your, which brings me to the next point. Hold on, hold on, Tom. Which brings me to the next point, man. I think I might be the most important person on this podcast. <laughs> might be the most important person on the podcast, man. You bringing the listeners. Yeah, man, we might have to do a little rating one day, man. You know what I'm saying? See where see see what's going on out here, man. A little head to head competition. Hey, man, we gonna. See I think I think happens. I got the most charisma right now, though. Hey, the man, the, the gonna, most like charisma and the best gas. I don't know about the gas, but you 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 be. Let's just say this, man. You quote worthy. <laughs> <laughs> you quote worthy. Hey, man. Hey, it'd be like this. Did he say that? Did he, did he say what I just think he said? Yep, that was two, three Joe for you. Letting it fly. Let one fly. But, um. What about yourself, man? What about yourself? Oh, man, life is good, man. We just started a synergy. Go, everybody go to the website, S Y N E R J I I. Stop, 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 man. Yo, yo, go to, go back and start the whole weekend off, bro. Start the whole weekend. Don't just hop right into Synergy, man. I need to know where it came from, you know what I'm saying, how it derived into what it is now and what it's going to be, you know what I'm saying, the origin of where it started hey, at. All right, man, that's touche. Um, so basically, man, this weekend I did Startup Weekend, which is a it's a Global Entrepreneurship Week, man. Global Entrepreneurship Week in Lexington. If y'all boys had a Global Entrepreneurship Week and uh, y'all said y'all should have definitely been there, man, it's free education. Never can learn enough. Um, I spoke on two panels, one panel concerning um, influencing, so like Instagram and stuff like that. I was on there with a whole bunch of people that are doing well on Instagram. I'm probably the, the least amount of them, but, you know, Instagram is extremely important, um, and I can talk about that if you want to talk about that. But Instagram, I've been talking about this on here for a mo- number of episodes. If, if you know me, I stand on building your brand, building your personal brand, trying to gain followers, trying to gain um, a platform to basically be able to sell whatever you want to sell or to just um, have influence. Influence basically then pays people. So that that goes around my story of saying, like, everybody should be their own business. Everybody should be their own business. And it starts with building a platform. And with social media these days, free free entertainment, free marketing, that's basically your your platform. So that's basically what I was talking about up there, man, with um, Instagram stuff, with Influence Lex. Then the next panel I was on was third wave entrepreneurs. So third wave entrepreneurs are basically people that start a tech company that don't have any type of coding or computer science degrees, can't can't do none of that stuff. So that's what a third wave entrepreneur is. And that's pretty interesting because third wave entrepreneurs are going to be the future of digital digital apps, digital tech. Um there's a there's just because they're in the they're in it. So the reason why I started Easy Turn was because I was in Easy Turn. I, I was in the turn process. I was in student housing. I understood the problems. I understood the the things that need to be done, the things that were hard, the things that could be fixed. So I encourage everybody listening out there, 
because we can all be third wave entrepreneurs. And that's the kind of that's that's another message behind me saying everybody's their own business. Like we all can can take our day to day life, the 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 industries that we're in, the day to day things that we do, and figure out, man, this is a pain point for me. There should be this should be there should be an easier way to do this. So in the third wave entrepreneur um, panel, you know, we basically started off with there should be an easier way. And all three of us that were on the panel was like, that's the first thing that happens. There should be an easier way. And for myself personally. I, it happened over three years in a row. And I was like, man, there should be an easier way to do this. But the summer housing turns and, you know, Dom and everybody else that's with Helping Hands, they probably are do the, say the same thing when they out there. They're like, man, this is, there should be an easier way to do this. Well, you know, easy turn is the easiest way to do it. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have been able to create this without being in it. So I encourage everybody to think Think like a problem solver in your day-to-day life. And it's kind of hard if, you don't, if, 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 if you're not just in that mindset, but anything and everything there can be a problem for, and it's going to go to technology. So wherever things are at now, pain points that are things, are, things that are pain points now will be, technolo- will be solved through technology in the next 10, 15 years. So you might as well start now trying to think of something, somehow, some way technology can, can be used to solve day-to-day issues, day-to-day problems. And make yourself a millionaire. You feel me? But then after that, man, I did Startup Weekend. So Startup Weekend is basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Starts off with an idea. Then from the idea, you get voted on to say, all right, this is a good idea. Um, Then you get into groups. You get into groups. And then you work on trying to get an actual product out by Sunday. Um, So my my product and what I pitched was Synergy. Synergy is basically... um, Automating the follow-up process. Um, so I know when this I know when this when this podcast is gonna be sent out and dated. So anybody taking my ideas, I'm gonna be coming at you for my 10%. And um <laughs> but basically it's automating the follow-up process, man. And the and the and the big issue comes from looking at my whole desk full of business cards. And I'm looking at them right now, actually. I got four stacks of about hundred business cards right in front of me. And you know, I met all these people. But what's the point of meeting somebody if you can't connect with them, if you can't follow up with them? Like the most important part of a connection is the follow up because that builds a relationship. So my process and my pain point in this life, in this in, in this field was the fact that, man, I'm going to all these events. I'm collecting all these business cards. But then at the end of the day, I still got to sit down and do two, two hours or three hours of emails and text messages. And then I got to make sure I do them two days or the next day or three days out or a week out or whatever. I'm just trying to make sure I can keep track of all these contacts and there's nothing out there right now that does it. So by by January, Synergy will be the only people doing that. So if y'all go to our website, S-Y-N-E-R-J-I-I, Synergy.co, y'all can go ahead and sign up, be the first people on our list to, to use us to use Synergy, man. So um, yeah, man, it's, 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 that's where I'm at, man. That's what I've been doing this whole week. If you want the down and dirty, that's the down and dirty gritty right there. Everybody else out there having fun, enjoying life, enjoying their days, we out here trying to get paid. Yeah, I can dig that. Bro. I can dig that, man. That's that 30 for 30 action right there, man. Congratulations. Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah, man. Way, man. No, I appreciate that, man, on the 30 for 30, man. That was, was good. It was a good little accomplishment. Um, You know, my man Max, shout out to my man Max for posting on my Instagram and pointing out the fact that Dom Joe and French. When I, I said I was we're going to reference that, Max. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? We're going to reference that, man. Because I don't remember shooting my man down, bro. That, that don't sound like it's in my character, bro. 
You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, no, no. hey, I don't know if you shot me down, bro, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. Y'all try to put that 30 on me real early. And I said, hey, man, I'm trying to make the 30 on the 30 list. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, you a, you a stone's throw from 30. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Hey, Dom Joe, man. So, um, yeah, 4 of 30 on 30 was cool, man. Great, comp- great, great just recognition for easy turn. And, you know, a lot of people out there that's moving and shaking, man. So, I look forward to being a part of the community. Um, learning a lot. Hopefully, hit a lot of events. Meet a lot of different people this year. Um, and just and just continue to grow in this space of technology, man. Extremely exciting. Um, but let's let's talk about um, the Le'Veon Bell decision, man. So everybody that doesn't know, we 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 we, we usually relate sports to a lot of business things. Um, and I'm going to get Dom Joe's uh, opinion on this from a CEO's perspective. Um, so as a CEO, Dom Joe, and you're one of your best players, is sitting out. Um, what do you, what, what kind of decision do you make? What kind of, how, how do you feel as a CEO? If you, um, the president of the Steelers, how do you feel when a guy's sitting out? What decisions you make? What type of messages are you giving to your team? And are you cool with that? Would you ever consider doing business with this person again? Um, or, or what's the, what's the situation with that? Somebody basically putting themselves in front of the team. What's your, what's your, what's your thought about that from the player's perspective and then from the boss's perspective? All right. So this is my thing. Okay. Um, we we definitely can relate this to business. Business is pretty much all the same, but every industry is unique, right? So in this industry, football, you know what I'm saying, sports industry, you got positions that are disposable and some sp- positions that are pretty much indisposable, right? For instance, you got the best quarterback in the league, you got to do whatever you can to hold on to him. You got the best running back in the league. Yeah, it's not as important because there's always good running backs. Running backs always get hurt. They get hit every play. And there's a ch- if he doesn't get hurt this year, he's most likely going to get hurt next year or the year after. So it doesn't make sense to put all your money into a running back. Now, on the player's side, you feel like you're worth some money? You know what I'm saying? It's a free world, man. This is America, man. You go get what you feel like you're worth. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like on that side, it's like, okay, you take a risk. You take your shot, you know what I'm saying, and and see what happens. Now, as a CEO, as the owner of the team, as the general manager of the team, whatever, you got to do what is in the best interest for your team. And I think the G, the GM and the owners, you know what I'm saying, the, the top of the uh, Steelers organization did a good job. They basically said, look, you're not worth this much money. We appreciate your effort. We're not going to pay you this. We got the little Asian kid running, running the muck right now and doing good. They're in first place in the, um, in the AFC, in their division. What is that? The AFC East? Um, or AFC North. AFC North. That's what it is. You know, so all this controversy, all this controversy about, about, uh, Le'Veon Bell sitting out and they're in first place right now. They lost they're like two or three games. That's it. Okay. So it just goes to show you how in this, how dispensable running back position is. Now on the other side too, it's like, listen, man, there's always somebody that can replace you. You know, you can sit out if you want, you know, you cannot grind hard if you want, you know, but Hey, just, just keep in mind, you know, there's somebody that's going to replace you. You will, you will not be missed, Ooh. especially at running back. You will not be missed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Think about it, man. They're in first place right now. Yeah, that's crazy. All this controversy, man. It's just media. The other GM, the owner, I don't even know his name. He's probably laughing, man. He don't care about Le'Veon. He, hey, he's a good guy. I wish him luck. But that deal's not going down. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably good for Le'Veon, too. He's taking a whole year off. I bet you he comes back firing off dudes next year. You know what I'm saying? He's letting his body rest. I feel like it's a win-win for everybody involved. Nah, man, I feel you on that, bro. Um, it's tough, man. That's tough, man, for a guy that's considered one of your best players to sit out and then decide that, man, I'm just going to take the whole year off. Um, take the whole year off. I'm going to do what's best for me. And, you know, I can respect that. Because at the end of the day, man, you got to take your best interest at hand. If you don't take your best interest at hand, who is? You know what I'm saying? So, um it's just kind of hard. He never can play for them for that team again. Facts. Like he can never play. He he can't walk into that locker room no more, and and then and then go say, "All right, I'm back." Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah bro. I have to go go our several ways. So, I mean, I respect him from. I respect him doing his thing, not letting anybody else influence him, and and doing what's best for him as he feels is best for him. Um, and then from the boss's standpoint, then you know, we gotta we gotta make a decision that's best for us. At the same time, and you know, a lot of athletes get caught up in a situation where they're going to do what's best for the team and the team going to do what's best for the team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. like the athletes, they try to do what's best for the team, but the team already going to do what's best for the team. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got to respect Le'Veon Bell for, for looking out for himself, man. And for sure. even if that means whatever consequences he's going to have for this, but, um, you know, I got to respect that wholeheartedly. Um, but on the other on the other end, man, on the other end, like as a teammate, as a teammate, do you feel like he's letting you down? Nah. If this was if if we was in college, I, I would say yeah. But like you know, you know how it is in in professional sports, man. You got to do what you got to do, man, for for you. You know, everybody else is. You know, you feeding mouths at that point. You know what I'm saying? You, Essentially, you know what I mean? Putting your life out there, man. Putting your life on the line, man. You never know how you could. This dude's getting hit every play. Every play. My man from the uh, Steelers last year didn't get back up. They got back up, but he yeah. didn't get back playing. Um, so. Nah, yeah, man. It's a fine line, bro. It's a fine line for sure. So, um, I guess in general, man, you think everybody won in this situation. You think Le'Veon Bell did what he's supposed to do. You think the Steelers did what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And as long as Le'Veon has the right attitude, I hope he didn't sit out and think, I'm going to teach the Steelers a lesson. I hope he just sat out because he was like, listen, this is what I feel like I'm worth. And if we can't do business, then we can't do business. I don't think he should feel disrespected in any way. You know what I'm saying? It's just you don't see eye to eye, man. And that's that's okay. It's business at the end of the day. You don't got to see eye to eye, you know? Yeah. No, I understand that, man. Uh, you know, if it was me that was sitting there, I would have definitely had that. that. That animosity towards them. They go. They go find out. They go. You gonna soon find out. Hey, watching the games with some with some ill taste in your heart. <laughs> yeah, I know you would have, bro. Hey, man, you've been talking yourself up, man. Yeah, man. They lost. They mad, boy. Almost. <laughs> they almost had to. Almost let one fly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. But you gotta understand, man. These dudes is balling right now, man. I'm looking at the. I just pulled it up. These dudes are seven, two, and one. With a six-game winning streak, bro. Mm. They not missing Le'Veon. Come That's on, crazy. man. 
crazy, man. Um, but yeah, man, that's that, that joint's crazy. Let's let's talk about the uh, situation with Kevin Durant and uh, and Draymond Green. For everybody that don't know, man, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant had a little spout on the bench. Why? I still don't really understand why. I think it was more because it's, it's a lot of underlying things because what happened really can't be what you're mad about. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really watch what happened, then you'd be like, all right, there's something else. There's some more underlying stuff behind this than just, than just what they show. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, basically, sure. basically what happened was Draymond Green decided to go try to win the game. He pulled a car on off Fresh Prince <laughs> and didn't give Will the ball. <laughs> didn't give Will the ball and took the last second shot. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's exactly what he did. Hey, that's exactly what happened, man. And um, you know, ever since then, they've been it's been some animosity over that. But I think the over, underlying issue is a lot of people are saying that um, Jeremiah Green is calling calling uh, Durant like a b-word in the huddle and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's really coming down to Durant doing what's best for him as well. Um, and Draymond Green not really feeling that way. He like a team. He he wants the team guy type aspect on it. And um, you know he's not really feeling the situation because Durant has that that uh, contract coming up. He ain't resigned yet, so um, I think that's the more underlying issue. But what I want to talk about is disagreements and um, fights within the team, within the group. Man, how how do you go about that, Dom Joe? You had some people that got in a fight around in your in your group, didn't you? Something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. How'd you handle that as a as a, as a I boss? Did. And we handled it, man. You just gotta bring everybody in and uh, let them know what's important and keep them on, keep them on fat, keep them on task, and uh, you know what I'm saying keep them focused on the end goal, which is be professional, get the job done, orderly, in a nice professional manner, and make this money. You know what I'm saying? If if every person, if you do your one, just for basketball terms, if you do your one fifth, we gonna be good. You know, and I think the Draymond situation is a classic case of know your role and play it well. You feel me? Yeah. And for engineering, for I can just put this in best terms if I'm an engineer, right? So the ball's coming down, the the clock's winding down. Okay, there is what there there was like fifteen, ten seconds left on the clock. Draymond Green gets the rebound. Game's tied. Who do you want to take the last shot when you got Kevin Durant on the floor and Klay Thompson? Not Draymond. <laughs> Draymond <laughs> takes, takes <laughs> you know what I'm saying, takes it upon himself you know what I'm saying? to put the team on his back, <laughs> gets to half court, and dribbles the ball off his freaking knee. Carl, you know why you did that, son? Because you ain't used to being in that position, boy. That's why. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Know your role and play it well. This is equivalent to me, right? I work at an engineering firm. Am I an engineer? Absolutely not. Okay? You know what I'm saying? But we rushing on a deadline, right? And that's equivalent to me. Just because, you know, we're, we're on crunch time for a deadline, I get behind the software, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and start, <laughs> and start making my own calculations and, and, and putting and, and making my own drawings for, for a mechanical system. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to turn out well. You know, there's a small chance that we might win because I know a little bit. 
You know what I'm saying? But no, you put the ball in the hands of the people that used to be in that situation, that that's what they do. That's what they're there for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You feel me? Put the ball in the and then hands that's what happens when you play outside yourself. What's up? You said put the ball in the people's hands that used to be having the ball in their hands in that situation, huh? You can, yeah, man, you got to know your role and play it well. You got the rebound. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get the rebound, all right? Watch <laughs> now pass the rock, hey, as soon as we watch the tape, this is where we start going wrong right here. All right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is where we start going wrong. Yeah, man. And I think, you know, I think, I think, I, I understand where, I understand his competitive attitude and all that stuff, man, but um, when the bullets is flying, bro, you know what you're here to do. You know what you're here for. You know who's here to do what. I'm have to meet my man. I'll be a team player. Got to man. meet my man at half court, bro. Gun up in his face, but ain't nobody on the on the Warriors <laughs> gonna do that, huh? Yeah, what, the, nah, what, bro. what in the world you doing, man? Hey, one of my favorite videos of all time, man. I got, I gotta get my man's name. I'm gonna put on, my, I'm gonna post it on the IG story. But was it was a Toledo versus yeah, somebody, Toledo man. Toledo versus somebody, man. But my man start running the wrong way. My man start running the ball the wrong way. Stiff arming, this is real college football right here. Stiff arming people, and, and and then to make matters even worse, the other team try to tackle him from going that way. Don't nobody know what's going on, bro. You know what I'm saying? But one man on the bench was the man I said, to, this is the who I'll be right here. Hey, my man took his helmet off and was running to him, met him about at the hashes, bro. Got up in his face, chest to chest. Like, what the hell are you doing? What's wrong with you? You lost your mind, boy? Yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, that's classic, man. Yeah, somebody gotta get up in Draymond Green's face, man. And since uh, yeah. since Kevin Durant don't want no smoke, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's one thing that kills me about Kevin Durant, man. He won't talk talk to the media and then go talk to a fan. He said something to a fan the other day. Uh, said like, "Shut up and watch the game" or something like that. Walked over to him and said it to him. He said, "Shut up and watch the game." And I'm like, "Hey, man, you gotta quit being tough." You gotta quit being tough outside of the things that you're supposed to be tough in, man. With Draymond Green running his mouth, he was over there all shoulders. He's he's over there all shoulders, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Hey, he have no smoke. Nah, for, yeah, you're right about that, man. He don't want no smoke for Draymond, man. You know what I'm saying? If you're supposed to have a ball, then tell him. What you just over there with your palms up for? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Nah, yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know how that is, though. Draymond. If I if I was on the same team with Draymond, man, I'd give him that smoke, man, because he he uh, he kind of get on my nerves. Dom Joe, you been feeling yourself a couple of the last couple of days too, man, on the IG stories, man. Yeah, man, but you reminiscing on your football days. I know all my listeners, all our listeners, is watching Dom Joe's stories, talking about how he, uh, how he, he how he's about to give Draymond that smoke. He must be watching them old videos. <laughs> Hey man, hey that one, hey I gave that one boy that, that smoke on that one though, huh? Yeah man, then, <laughs> but then you did the indirect walk up to him. He did the indirect walk up to him, man. You know what I'm saying? It was like I don't, really know, know, did the this, I don't really know if he wants the smoke, but he about I'm about to give him a little bit of extra. <laughs> yeah, bro. You know the play was away, man. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was like we was away from the play, man. Yeah, and I was man. like, man, you know what? You know, typically I run over there and get in the film, but I was like, man, you know, let me talk to this dude. Man. I don't even know who that boy is, man. Who had his who had his cleats up in there? One <laughs> thing, one thing I should never do is see the bottom of your feet, bro. You know what I'm saying? I should never see the bottoms of your feet. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, that's a bad position to be in, right there, bro. Yeah, man. You can't do nothing in that position. <laughs> 
was some funny videos I watched yesterday, man. We getting way off task today. This, 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 we way off task today, man. But there's this one boxing fight. There's this one boxing fight me and my dad always <laughs> laugh at, man. It's a real big dude and then a real small dude. Um, and they fighting against each other. Black dude. I don't even know what his name is. He might have played in one of these movies or something like that. But he real big, but he real soft. Um, and basically what he did was my dad paused the tape on it. He said, I if I was his trainer, I'd tell him right then and there, I don't ever want to see this again. <laughs> I don't ever want to see this again. <laughs> he pulled his leg up, trying to block a body shot. <laughs> <laughs> he was out there doing the flamingo, boy. He was covering up with both hands and he pulled his knee up. Hey, my dad, I'm going to put that in the, in the IG story too, man. But, um, or IG page, CTC podcast, make sure y'all follow. But yeah, my dad paused. I said, hey, if I was his coach, I said, hey, listen, man. Listen here, man. I don't know want to see this technique. This is not what we teach. We don't teach this. <laughs> we don't teach this, son. You have, no, you have no power in this position right here. The Flamingo. You know, every time I come with the gas, it's premium, so... It's one thing that I, I, you know, I was talking to some of my groupmates this week and I was telling them how I was asked, what's the worst advice I ever gave them? Well, I ever got, and I told them the worst advice I ever got was slow and steady wins the race. And then they said, so what's the best, what's the best advice you ever got? And I told them, keep going. So, you know, saying that's one thing I want to tell somebody. If there's one, that's, that's probably the best thing you can take in life is to keep going. No matter if it's, if it's, if it's, I'm getting up or whether things are going slow or whether, I'm looking, I'm starting to go backwards. Whatever it is, man, keep going. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. See your vision. See your visions through.